Let's go ahead and uh, start with the nugget this morning. The nugget starts out, too much overthinking. Too much overthinking. One more time. Too much overthinking will cause you Too much overthinking will cause you to doubt yourself. Think about that. All right. Let's. Here, we're going to get out here super, super early today. <laughs> Should I close it off now? <laughs> Okay, Father, we praise you. We just give you thanks, Lord, that uh, this is the day that you made, Father God. We're asking that your Holy Spirit, who resides within us, Father God, would open us up, Father God, to greater revelation, Father God, and even challenge us, Father God, to do that which you've called us to do in Jesus' name. Amen. Okay, we'll start out with games. How many remember playing games as kids? You know, you tag and all that type of stuff. And how about team sports? Anybody like team sports? Somebody, you, if you got to be a captain, you got to choose. Or if you were not a captain, you waited in line to be chosen. And you were sure, sure happy when they chose you right at the very beginning. You know, you must be, you must be good. But then uh, some of us uh, uh, were not chosen until the very end. Or, you know, well, that's the leftovers you got him. You know, so... Um, you know, that's not too good. That was never a good feeling, you know. Knowing that you were last, being picked last, you might have sat down and waited. Until <laughs> so, uh, glory to God, you're not uh, sitting down waiting. Amen. You've already been chosen, okay. Uh, God is a spirit, and they who worship him must worship him in spirit and truth. Amen. That means God, as God is a spirit, he's not tangible, he's not visible, so, so to speak, and uh, he's not physically limited, uh, such as we are. Again, we worship him with our spirit, and uh, as we worship him, uh, greater things begin to transpire and take place with his manifestation falling upon us. Amen. Uh, turn to the book of Ephesians. That's the book of Ephesians, New Testament, Ephesians chapter 1. Paul shares our relationship to God as an individual and as believers. Um, so the first thing we notice uh, in Ephesians chapter 1, uh, we'll just begin at uh, verse 1. Paul, an apostle of Jesus Christ by the will of God, to the saints which are Ephesus, and to the faithful in uh, Christ Jesus, grace be to, be to you and peace from God our Father from whom and from the Lord Jesus Christ. This is where we want to start to look at verse 3. Blessed be the God of our Father, of our Lord Jesus Christ, who hath blessed us with all spiritual blessings in heavenly places in Christ. Glory to God. According as he has chosen us in him before the foundations of the world, that we should be holy and without blame before him in love, having predestined us 
into, an, uh, into the, unto the adoption of children by uh, Jesus Christ him, to himself according to the good pleasure of his will, to the praise of the glory and of his grace, wherein he hath made us acceptable in the beloved. So you see here, you were chosen. You, were, you weren't waiting in line. He chose you right away. Glory to God. And you were chosen to be what? Blessed. Every believer is blessed with the blessings that God has promised us. And the promise is, I've chosen you. You are a child of mine. You have an inheritance. Glory to God. Hallelujah. Now, let's uh, continue. Let's can you continue? Second, secondly, that was the Father's cho choosing, uh, choosing. In Ephesians chapter 1, again, verse, beginning with verse uh, 7. In whom we have redemption through his blood, the forgiveness of sins according to the riches of his grace, wherein he hath abounded towards us in all wisdom and prudence, having made known unto us the mysteries of his will according to his good pleasure, which he hath purposed in himself, that in the dispensation of the fullness of times he might gather together in one all things in Christ, both which are in heaven and which are on earth, even to him, in whom also we have obtained an inheritance being predestinated according to our purpose, to the purpose of him who hath worked all things after he hath counseled of his own will, that we should be to the praise of his glory, who first trusted in Christ, in whom he also trusted after he heard the word of truth, the gospel for your salvation, in whom also after you believed, you were sealed with the Holy Spirit of promise. Glory to God, which is the earnest and of our inheritance is the redemption of the purchased possessions unto the praise of his glory. So the second thing, that we are redeemed. The Father gives us all the promises, then Jesus comes by or comes through and redeems us with his blood. Amen. Amen. Glory to God. Uh, we have salvation. And, and those that are in that uh, uh, Wednesday night class, uh, you know the power of the blood. It's the life and power of the blood that was sacrificed to give us life Amen. for eternity. Glory to God. Nothing, as they say, uh, shalom, nothing missing, nothing broken. When, when the when the blood is applied, glory to God, hallelujah. Okay, then we, then we, that was, uh, we saw, saw what the Father did. He, he gave us promises. Jesus fulfilled what was needed to get us to have those promises. And third now, let's go to, uh, we'll see what the Holy Spirit does. Beginning with verse 13, we've already read it. But In whom we also trusted after you have heard the truth of the gospel of your salvation, in whom after you believe you were sealed with the Holy Spirit of promise, which is the earnest of our inheritance until the redemption of the purchased possessions unto the praise of his glory. So we are sealed by the Holy Ghost. Hallelujah. That means you can't, you know, that sealing is a gift of God. Glory to God. Uh, I put it this way. Uh, if you have a cattle ranch, what do you do to the cows? You brand them. In other words, 
They know who those cows belong to if they stray off. So, but see, when we stray off, God says, that's mine because he's sealed by the Holy Spirit. And oftentimes, unfortunately, we do, we do stray sometimes. But Jesus said, no, they've got my seal on them. They're, they're purged by the blood of the Lamb. Amen. Amen. Glory to God. Amen. So, and let's go to, uh, keep your marker there, and let's back up to 2 Corinthians chapter 1. In 2 Corinthians chapter 1. Second Corinthians chapter 1, looking at verse 20. Who hath sealed us and given us earnest of the, the Spirit in our hearts. So we've been sealed. We have proof. When the enemy uh, bothers you, say, I've been sealed by the blood. The Holy Spirit has a seal on me. In other words, don't touch me. Some of us need to come, uh, come alive when, when we are tempted. Say, I'm sealed. Don't touch me. I'm protected. We need to throw that up in front of the devil's face and tell him, get out. Amen. Glory to God. Hallelujah. All the gifts given by God, there is none greater than, than well, outside of Jesus, none greater than, than the Holy Spirit's sealing us. The Spirit has many functions. Roles and activities in our lives. Glory to God. The Holy Spirit applies the truths of God to our minds and to our hearts. If we are open to them. Amen? Amen. Okay. You've got, you've still got, you're still staying in Ephesians now. Let's turn to the book of John chapter 14. In the book of John chapter 14. Talking about that ceiling. John chapter 14, verse 16 reads, And I will pray the Father, and he shall give you another comforter, that he may abide with you, how long? Forever. So that seal is forever. Glory to God, we can dance up a storm. We, we, need, you need, we need to be excited. Glory to God. Okay. I will ask the Father and he will give you another comforter to be with you forever. Counselor here means one who comes alongside, who encourages us and exhorts us. So the Holy Spirit's there to encourage us and exhort us that you can do it. Whatever, whatever you're facing, whatever um, challenge you're facing, he says you can do it. This is the way to go about it and do it. This is the way to... Uh, derail the enemy. You way derail the enemy is speak the word of God, plead the blood. Amen? Amen. Glory to God. Okay, back to Ephesians chapter 1. Look at verse 13 again. In whom, that's Ephesians chapter 1, verse 13, in whom we also trusted that after you have heard the word of truth, the gospel of your salvation, in whom also after ye believe you were sealed with the Holy, Holy Spirit of promise. You believed, you received the Lord Jesus Christ, you were sealed. 
The seal again shows ownership. Glory to God. Paul de declares that the Holy Spirit comes in the moment of your conversion. As soon as you re receive the Lord, you are sealed. That means, as soon as you, you're sealed, I mean, you know, nothing is going to take, away, take you away from him. All right, glory to God. Um, Paul declares that the, as the Spirit comes at the moment of con uh, conversion, indicating God's ownership of you is set and it's confirmed. It's confirmed. Glory to God. Okay. Now, I want us to keep your marker there, and we want to go to the book of Hebrews right now. We're talking about the Holy Spirit this morning. That's Hebrews chapter 12. In Hebrews chapter 12, we find in, in verse 29, the last verse of the chapter, that's Hebrews 12, verse 29, for our God is a consuming fire. Glory to God. Hallelujah. So God, throughout the word, of, throughout the word God is considered a consuming fire. A fire often appears as God's symbol and presence. Remember the burning bush? Okay, that's God's presence. Fire is a picture of the work of also the Holy Spirit. On the day of Pentecost, they had fire upon their heads. Um, Holy Spirit shows that uh, the fire in three different ways. He brings God's presence. There's, when there's fire, uh, when there's fire on Mount Moriah, the whole place was smoke and fire. I mean, that was God's presence. Glory to God. Fire also shows God's passion. And fire also shows God's purity. So when the Holy Spirit is about us, we have, we should have God's presence about us, his passion, and the purity. Glory to God. Some of us need to get fired up here or put a fire under us, one or two. So the Holy Spirit is an agent also of sanctification. Sanctification. His fire cleanses and refines us. Let's uh, keep your marker in Ephesians because we're coming back, but we want to go to 1 Corinthians chapter 6. That's 1 Corinthians chapter 6, looking at verse 11. That's 1 Corinthians chapter 6, verse 11. That's 1 Corinthians chapter 6, verse 11. And such... Were some of you, but ye were washed, but ye were sanctified, but ye were justified in the name of the Lord Jesus and by the Spirit of God. So their sanctification comes by the Spirit of God, by through the Lord through Jesus. Amen. Glory to God. Uh, let's uh, look at another one. Let's go to the book of Second uh, Thessalonians. Second Thessalonians, right before First Timothy. That's Second. Thessalonians, and you want to find this uh, chapter 2, 2 Thessalonians chapter 2, 
verse 13. This is 2 Thessalonians chapter 2, verse 13. But we are bound to give you thanks always to God for you, brethren, because of the Lord. Because God hath from the beginning chosen you. There's, that, there's your chosen. You weren't sitting on the sidelines. He chose you right off. Chose you salvation through sanctification of the Spirit and the belief of truth. There's that sanctification. And one, one more on the sanctification of the Holy Spirit. Let's go to the book of J, uh, First Peter. That's First Peter. Chapter 1. 1 Peter chapter 1, looking at verse 2. Elect according to the foreknowledge of God the Father through sanctification of the Spirit unto obedience, the sprinkling of the blood of Jesus Christ, grace unto you, and peace be multiplied. Boy, when God took ownership of you, he, cleaned, he, he has cleansed us, purified us, made us ready to be in heaven, allowed us to come before his throne room of grace without any problems. Of course, you know, we, we are living in a world, and sometimes we mess up, so we need to use 1 John 1, 9 to remove any, any of that dross there that when we come before him, we're not tainted. And... Uh, I don't know about you, but sometimes it's a daily, it's a daily thing. Lord, First John 1, 9, remember? You know, no, none of you are that way. But, but I'm just telling you, some of us need it, right? Okay. Hallelujah. The Holy Spirit is the mark by which we are identified as children of God. How do they know you're a child of God? If you don't have the Spirit of God, you're not going to make it to heaven. So, why well, do I have to speak in tongues? No, you don't have to do that. But I mean, you know, it's a good way of knowing you got there. That's a good way of knowing that you got, you know. But you're a part of the family of God. As soon as you receive the Lord Jesus Christ, you've been accepted. You've been, quote, sealed. Amen? God's brand on us is, is inward and, and it goes forth outwardly. So the brand in us or the seal is inward. Nobody, you know, nobody can't see it, but that seal that you have. It's not going to be like uh, the, uh, the brand that the people, the Antichrist gives, because the Antichrist is going to give what kind of brand? Anybody, anybody know? He's going to give you a number. He's not going to give you a number. He's going to give them a number. The number is going to be anybody. 666. And it's going to be what? An imprint. And people are going to receive it. I know that we live in the last days because of one thing. People, a lot of people are getting tattoos. I mean, they get tattoos all over the bodies. And just getting another one to represent who they love and adore with the number 666 is going to be shown to people. So I advise you, you know, I'm not saying, yeah. the word tells us not to get, our, get ourselves tattooed. I mean, some people have 
you know, Christians do have tattoos, but, you know, if you know about it now, you shouldn't get any more because that's a, that's a no-no in the Word. Right? He says we're not supposed to pierce ourselves. You know, that's the tongue, you know, all that. Other, other places they pierce themselves. It's all wrong. And tattoos are all wrong. But it's going to be so easy for people to take that number because everybody else is going to... Because I remember, you go back five years and hardly, not too many people were getting tattoos. But all of a sudden, somebody people getting it and, oh, I like that and I like that. And so pretty soon, I mean, I see some girls, you know, they go sleeveless and, and they got, they got, what they call those things? Sleeves. Their whole arm is just... Yeah. And they know, you know, these young people don't know what a tattoo looks like when it, get, when it gets old. You ever see an old person that had tattoos a long time ago? They look kind of, I remember my dad had a couple of tattoos. Um, his, his were, quote, religious tattoos. He had, uh, he had the cross with the Lord. He was Catholic, so he had the cross with uh, Jesus on it. You know. And, you know, when, you're, when, you're, when you get older, my age, you know, the skin kind of you know, crinkles-like. They call it, what's, this, what's that stuff, that, that, that paper? Crepe paper? You got crepe paper? And, and man, that, that, that looks, t- those, that p- tattoo looked terrible. Can you imagine these people with these, these sleeves and all that type? What it's going to look like if, if it lasts that long, if they live that long, to have crinkly skin? Those tattoos are going to look horrible. They might like it now, but boy, I tell you what. It looks like some kid went wild on them. Yeah, well... God works from the inside to manifest his presence in an external manner for us through love, life, love, words, and deeds in his children. So if we'll go to uh, right before the book of Ephesians, anybody know what the book of before Ephesians is? Thank you. Galatians. We'll go to chapter 5 of Galatians. This is God's brand. You're sealed with these things. We need to start operating in these gifts or these blessings here, this fruit. Okay. Galatians chapter 5, verse 22. And the fruit of the Spirit is love, joy, peace, long-suffering, gentleness, goodness, faith, meekness, temperance. Against such there is no law. Boy, those things should be abounding in us. It says it's a fruit. Now, what happens when you pick fruit that's too not mature? Remember, you ever pick up an orange or an apple or something and that's it's not ripe? It doesn't quite taste good. We need to have the the fruit that the Holy Spirit has given us should be mature. People, when people see it, hey, that, that's what I want to like to have. But some Christians don't want to mature, so they have the fruits there. But, boy, that, that Christian is sure sour. Man, they don't even look good because they're so sour. They're grumpy, ill-willed. No, no, the fruit that the Holy Spirit gives us 
when it matures, people are wanting it. Where did you get that joy? How do you have that gentleness? How can you have such patience? Hello. I think all of us need patience. That's one fruit that needs to be really mature in our lives. But, it, you know, that's what it says. But the fruit of the Spirit is love, joy, peace, patience, kindness, goodness, faithfulness, gentleness, and, and self-control. Against, no, against their thing, no law. Glory to God. Just a blessing to have this fruit come forth. How many are asking? Well, I shouldn't put that. We should ask the Spirit to bring forth the fruit in our life. I mean, you know, there's some that you might know that you is immature or is not there quite yet or developed. You need to ask the Lord, hey, Lord, you know, this patience, I need patience. <laughs> I'll use that one. Or the area of love, I need to love, not be so hard on my brother and sister, you know, telling them off. I need to have a little more love. Hello. Well, if that's a Christian and they act that way, I ain't going to be around them. We need to show a little love. Have patience. All these things work together. How can you be able to stand that? They're always jumping on you, but you've got the peace of God upon you because you have, you're mature in, in, in peace. Or is it, well, I, I, look, at they're, they're, they're the short-tempered person I ever saw in my life. There's no love there at all, and there's no peace there. Well, it's because our fruit's not being developed. We need to ask the Holy Spirit to help us develop. Thank you for all the amens out there. I guess I'm the only one that needs to develop here, I guess. We are redeemed by the blood of Christ, and we are God's property. Glory to God. We belong to God. We are his creation, 2 uh, Corinthians 5.17. We, we are no longer the old man. We are new, new creations. Hallelujah. We need, some of us need to really jump on the bandwagon and say, hey, I'm, maybe I'll get, I'll have, I'll bring the, the song next week. And you'll get to all sing it with me. Oh, I can't do it next week, huh? We're going to be in the park. How can I do it? I'll have to, no. Her car doesn't have a cassette player in it or a DVD disc. <laughs> anyway, I'll bring it, bring another the week after. And we can all sing, I'm a new creation. Boy. <sighs> okay. Let's go back to Ephesians chapter 1. Maybe. Ephesians chapter 1, looking at verse 14 once again. Which is the earnest of our inheritance until the redemption of the purchased possessions into the praise of his glory. It's a gift. It's a guarantee of our inheritance. You have a guarantee. Now the word, see, oh, see, I got here, 114, oh boy, 
One, one, okay. The gift of the Holy Spirit is the earnest of our inheritance, which is the guarantee of our inheritance till we acquire possession of it to the praise of His glory. I can't remember which, which um, translation that came out of. But the word guarantee means a word that comes from the business world, a world, word that comes from the business world, and it is in the language of economics, okay? A guarantee. This word refers to a deposit that is made on a purchasing purchase guaranteeing that the purchaser is committed to complete the business transaction. So there's a guarantee. God's going to complete the business transaction that he's uh, done for us. Glory to God. Uh, the Holy Spirit is first installment. After you, after you get born again, the first installment is uh, you're sealed. So we the first installment is there. The second or, uh, or the rest of the installments will be the, the gifts of the Spirit that we need to operate in. I think the uh, crows are trying to get in. See, there's somebody wanting to get in here. <laughs> it is the Holy Spirit who continues the process of saving us from, from the practice of sin. Oh, how many, don't answer, don't raise your hand, but how many of you, you, you get the thought of doing something and you have this temptation there and you want to yield to it and the Holy Spirit says, not now, not never, avoid it, walk on. Anybody ever have that happen to them? No, none of you, you're all goodly saintly people. I'm <laughs> well, I'm, 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 I'm glad that the Holy Spirit speaks to each and every one of us at the needed time. Uh, you know, sometimes uh, I wish he would yell because sometimes I put a, I don't know, I don't want to hear this, I would rather do that. You know, he, I wish he would rather yell and say, hey, stop it, this can be something bad for you. But he's a gentleman, he doesn't have to yell, he speaks in a nice smooth voice and says, you, you don't have to do this. And you got somebody else yelling, oh, this is great, you can do it. We're not talking about him. You, we can avoid those things because we have the Holy Spirit, okay? Uh, turn with me to now, uh, we'll go on from Ephesians. Uh, we'll go to the book of Philippians. Amen. In Philippians chapter 2, This is, this is a, you could say, an obligation that we have. In Philippians chapter 2, beginning verse 12 and 13. Wherefore, my beloved, as ye have always obeyed, not in my presence only, but, all, but now much more in my absence, work out your own salvation with fear and trembling. For it is God which worketh in you both to do, uh, do will, both to will and do his good pleasure. Who's working in you? It's the Holy Spirit's working in you. 
the process, that process begins immediately. He starts to speak to us. Amen? It's the power of the Holy Spirit that God will eventually raise us from the dead. It's the power. Well, uh, well if, if we pass on, he'll raise us from the dead when it comes to the time of that rapture. But it's the power that's going to pull us right up off this ground. Right through space. Hey, and it's coming soon. Amen. Well, some of you should be excited about that one. Yeah. You, you won't have to take any baggage with you. All those, all those trinkets you think you, you enjoy, they're not going to be, the only one that you're going to be wanting is your loved ones to be with you, drawn up with you, and your friends, and those that uh, you've shared the good news of the gospel with. That's the blessing. And everybody's going to be up there praising God. Hallelujah. Okay, Philippians chapter 3 this time. Look at verse 21. Who shall change our vile body that it may be fashioned like unto his glorious body according to the working wherein he is able to subdue all things unto himself. This is, this is the Holy Spirit changing us, bringing us up. Glory to God. Hallelujah. Talk about space travel. Glory. It's stated. Okay, let's uh, back up to the book of Romans this time. Romans chapter 8. Romans chapter 8, looking at verse 11. But, but the spirit of him who has raised up Jesus from the dead will dwells in you, and he that raised up Christ from the dead shall also quicken your mortal bodies by his spirit that dwells in you. Glory to God. If you're thinking that uh, you're, you're not capable of doing things, he says he'll quicken, quicken. Quicken you. That means, hey, anybody, okay, we're all, all been, um, what's the word I want to use here? How many have, how many have ever sat on a tack or, or something sharp? Did it quicken you? You know, I talk about games. I talked about games at the very beginning of were Chosen. And uh, here we go again. A bunch of us kids, it was summertime, a bunch of us kids were playing. And the owner of this lot put houses, old houses. He, was, he bought old houses, had them transport onto his property, and he refurbished them and fixed them up where, you know, and rented them out. So us kids were just, they were all houses still on the, the moving blocks and everything else. And we were, we were running through these houses, you know, I mean, you know, find out what these houses looked like. And in order to get in one of these houses, you know, they, since they're on blocks, you had to get up like this, put your hands on the back there and just pick up and push back. Can you see that kids doing that? Maybe you've done it. On a, on a, sometimes on a, a stool that you 
you know, kind of sit back and push on. Well, I did that, and I got a pain, a terrible pain in my backside. I said, I got to go home. Went home, got a mirror, looked like this, and there was a sliver three over three to four inches long. They took me to the doctor. He took, you know, <laughs> he looked at me, gave me a shot. <laughs> and he went out, he got a little forceps, you know, that these, he said, I can't get it out. <laughs> he says, I know what, I'm going, he says, let me go out to the car. He went out to the car, I got a pair of pliers. And it's, now I want you to <laughs> daily for a next couple of days sit in some hot water and kind of soothe this thing out. Well, that was that was a bummer. <laughs> and my uncle was uh, was there at at our house uh, helping us. We were building uh, our uh, two bedrooms for myself and, and my sisters. And, and they brought that dagger. He took it home with him. <laughs> he just laughed and laughed. Showed all my fam, all my other relatives. Hey, this is—you don't want to play in, in places where you are restricted not to play. So you know, uh, but that's being jammed. That's waking up. <laughs> the Holy Spirit says, "Wake up," because there's something out there that could be harmful to you. And most of us, you know, ah, yeah, I, I'm a Christian long enough. I can, I can do it on my own. You know, I've got the armor of God. I, could, I know how to fight. And we just fall for the deception that, that, the, that the enemy tells us. Because we think we can handle it on ourselves. We can't. We need the power of the Holy Spirit in us to work, work things out. Amen? Okay. Uh, let's see. Where did we drop off of? Okay. Ephesians chapter. Let's go back to Ephesians chapter 2. This time, in Ephesians chapter 2, looking at verse 18, we see, that's Ephesians 2, 18, for through him, speaking of the, of the Holy Spirit, we both have access by one Spirit unto the Father. So here's the Father. The Spirit is helping us in our prayer language. It's the Holy Spirit who invites us to the throne room of grace. Okay. Uh, our, our prayer efforts are, uh, is in response to the invitation of the Holy Spirit. Because when you pray in tongues, you, you get instant results. You might, we might not see it, but the instant results is man, uh, manifested in the Spirit. And we, as we begin to operate more with the Spirit, those manifestations will come to pass much more quickly. Thank you for all the amens out there. Okay, uh, let's go back to Ephesians chapter 8. Apart from Ephesians chapter 8. Romans chapter 8. Romans chapter 8, looking at verse, verses. Romans 8. Verses 26 
and 27. Likewise, the Spirit, that's Romans 8, verses 26 and 27. Likewise, the Spirit also helps our infirmities. For we know not what we should pray for as we ought, but the Spirit himself makes intercession for us with groanings which cannot be uttered. And he that searches the hearts knoweth what the mind of the Spirit, because he maketh intercession for the saints according to the will of God. Glory to God. So the Holy Spirit is our guide in praying. If you don't, I mean, you pray, it's praying with your understanding. And then it says, switch over after you, you prayed with your understanding. Switch over to the Spirit and the things will become in line. And all of a sudden, if, you, if you're praying there, sometimes the answer will come to your mind in your understanding how to operate in a certain situation or certain circumstances that may be coming your direction. Uh, it, even in the small things, the Lord is, you know, sometimes... Going shopping, how many of you ever, you don't have it on this, all of a sudden, the Holy Spirit said, you, you're going to need this. Glory to God, I get home, hey, you bought that? Oh, yeah. So, you know, there's things that he'll, he'll bring to you that, he's the helper, he's the counselor. He's wanting to help us, but oftentimes, oh, I hate to say it, oftentimes he'll say something, and I'll just kind of, I'll, I'll get it in a moment. I'll do it in a moment. Write this down. I don't have a pencil and paper right now, but I'll, I'll remember it and I'll, I'll do it in a moment. And then I get a pencil and paper. I can't remember what, it said, what he said because it just, it slipped. If, if I did it the first time, I would have had a proper answer. And it, it happens. I mean, uh, sometimes we think we get too busy for the Holy Spirit. Don't raise your hands. He was wanting to help us on our jobs, in our school, in our relationships, whatever. He's wanting to help us. Wow. Uh, so we need to be encouraged to rely on the Holy Spirit more, more so today. Uh, by the work of the Holy Spirit, uh, we are also Ephesians. Let's go back to Ephesians chapter twenty-two, uh, chapter two, and verse twenty-two. That's Ephesians two and twenty-two. Look at this one. We all know this, but uh, that's Ephesians chapter two, verse twenty-two. In whom you also built together for an habitation of God through the Spirit. We are the temple of the Holy Ghost. He resides within us. Um, how many of you like going home to a nice, clean, comfortable house? Or I'm take it to another to a different level. How many like to drive in a nice, clean, good-looking car? We all like that. You know, I get upset when my car, in, in, the interior of the car looks like, have you seen cars? 
that you, you <laughs> hate to see it. They got uh, McDonald's and this and papers and I mean everything piled up in cars. I mean it looks trashy. Well, the Holy Spirit lives within us, and He doesn't want trash inside. So let's help Him out. Clean up inside. Or how would you like to walk into your house and have a horrendous odor? I mean, oh, something, something sick, something died in here. Well, what do you think the Holy Spirit, He resides within us, and we are doing something that brings in this putrid smell? Boy, I said, He must be holy as nose. Come on, get out of this thing, clean up. He's telling us, but we are like what? <laughs> like hogs. Some of us, well, I'm not going to put you in that position, but there are Christians out there who are like hogs. They live like hogs. They don't want to listen to the Holy Spirit. We need to listen to the Holy Spirit. He doesn't want us. Here we go again. Um, ever been out to a farm? I mean, you know, you got, we got, they got ranches out here. They have cows, you know. They, the stench is pretty bad. But if you've ever been around a, a, a pig pen on a, ran, on a farm or a ranch, and, you know, they water that, that mud out there and they pour that slop. I mean, it is. And we eat that stuff that they eat. <laughs> Think about it. You, you, you throw all the trash out there for, for the pigs and they, they, they eat it and guess what? Well, I'm not going to get on, on diets. I'm going to have to go on a diet. So. But you know what I'm saying, find out what, 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 what we're eating. Oh, oh here we go. That's, that's our complete. Skip that. Skip that. You can pray over what the Lord says. You can pray over any food you want. Okay, so. Uh, but if you don't find me eating certain things, you know, it's all right. Because it's. Anyway, I don't know how we get on the pigs anyway. Okay, with the trough, okay. The inside of us, we need to clean out, okay? Oh, man, glory to God. Way off tonight, this morning. Okay, we're the, whole, uh, we're the temple of the Holy Spirit, so let's, let's clean up what we have. We like going into clean places, at least I hope you do. And uh, the Holy Spirit resides within us. Let's not build it garbage pin in our in our in our lives. Let's let's be clean for him. Let him rejoice in a clean vessel. Amen. Okay. First uh, Corinthians. First Corinthians. Let's look at this. First Corinthians chapter three. First Corinthians chapter three verse sixteen says, Know ye not that ye are the temple of God? And that the Spirit of God dwells in you. That's 1 Corinthians chapter 13, verse uh, 16. And we want to go to chapter 6 and verse 19. What? Know ye not that your body is the temple of the Holy Ghost, which is in you, which ye have of God, and ye are not your own? Oh, glory to God. 
We're not our own. That means I don't know about you. Uh, if you're using something or borrowing something from somebody, I like to give it back to them in the same shape or better shape than I get it. I don't want it finding you know, out. If I loan something out and, hey, why don't you clean this thing up? Well, you know, it's not mine, so, you know. No, I want to give it back, at least in, in the, in, it resembles what you got it in uh, or received it. So, uh, that's what the Holy Spirit says. Yeah. I came in there clean. I want to get clean. Okay. Ephesians, going back to Ephesians, we're, we are closing up. It's about time. <laughs> Ephesians chapter 3, looking at verse 16 this time. That he would grant you, according to the riches of his glory, to be strengthened with might by his spirit in the inner man. We need to be strengthened. Know that we can call upon his strength to avoid things. This is of tremendous importance. Strength of mind is, is also there. You know, body is mind, okay. Uh, strength in the inner person is is the supreme importance if we are to live a victorious life. We need to have him. Ephesians chapter 6, looking at verse 10. Finally, brethren, be strong in the Lord and the power of his might. How do you be strong in the Lord? Who's our helper? Who's our, who's our counselor? We've got to be strong in the Spirit. That's, he's residing with us. We need to be strong in Him. Follow His His in, in, uh, His direction. His follow His motivations. Okay, the Lord gave the disciples a task that is impossible to accomplish using hi- human resources. Okay, consequently, He promised the power of the Holy Spirit. To come upon us, okay? That, we'll find that in the book of Acts, chapter 1. You know where we're going? Acts, chapter 1. Verse 8 says, But ye shall, that's Acts, chapter 1, verse 8, But ye shall receive power after you. After that, the Holy Ghost is come upon you, and he shall be witness unto me both in Jerusalem and into Judea and Samaria and unto the uttermost parts of the earth. You have the power anywhere you go. It's not just, quote, at home. But anywhere you go, you have the power. You can call upon him. He'll give you the information that that is needed, the uh, instructions. Amen. The precious Holy Spirit came that he might be to us a source of strength, wisdom, guidance to help us as uh, when we need it. We must recognize him and respond to him with faith and with an attitude. Listen to this. We need to uh, respond to him with faith and with an attitude of joyful cooperation. I don't want to do that, Lord. That's not joyful. Or, ah, do I have to? 
dragging our feet. He wants us to come alive. Joyful cooperation. That's one, isn't that one of the gifts? One of the fruit? Joy? We need a, some of the, I know, I know I need to brush up on that joyful. Oh, you're bright and shiny. All right, glory. Well, that was, that was uh, a little bit what the Holy Spirit does for us and through us and what we can re- how we can rely upon him to help us through our daily walk, not just, well, I just need him on, you know, on important occasions, but daily. How am I going to do on this test? Or how am I going to work this out for the employees? Or how am I supposed to lead the, these people? You know, if you're a supervisor. How can I make it easier for them to understand or do their job? And he'll, give you the, he'll give you the inspiration and set up how to get those people working right and pretty soon. They're going to say, how do you do that? They're going to say, Say, well, how can you do these things? Why is it coming? And then you can say, you know, I have a friend. His name is Jesus. And Jesus gives a gift of the Holy Ghost. And you can do these things. Would you like to receive Jesus and begin to operate in the supernatural ability that you see me have? Hello? They're out, there, they're out there asking questions, or will ask questions, when they see you always coming on top, rising above, being always victorious. Amen. Even those over you and in charge of you, wow, this person is, whoa. You don't mess with that person. They know what they're doing. They have, somehow they have insight. You give them a problem, they solve it. Boy, that's good news. We ought to, all ought to be reaching out for it and thanking the Holy Spirit. Okay. So, Father, we praise you. We just give you thanks. We thank you, Lord, for the Holy Spirit who dwells within us, Father God. I thank you, Lord, that we become more comfortable speaking to him, Father God, enjoying his company, Father God, and beginning to, Father God, to communicate, Father God, in every area of our lives, Father God, that He is able to help us, Father God. He's wanting to help us to be victorious and successful in our Christian walk and in the jobs and the world that we're in. In Jesus' name. And everyone said, Amen.